marketed live is the least dogmatic of all the marketing conferences out there. Hello, welcome back to Marketed Not Live, the podcast that, uh, well, mm, let's face it, is not only just adding value to you as someone that's got an interest in marketing, but it's also primarily about buying tickets to main event, which is Marketed Live. Uh, and this year, it's in Leicester on Thursday, the 7th of September, 2023, if you need some kind of date timestamp, if you happen to be listening to this, like, in the future. Uh, at this moment in time, not necessarily when you're listening to it, but as we're recording it, 2023 is our seventh event, and this is the fifth season of the podcast. Now, the theme for Marketed Live this year is Challenge Everything, and so on this season's episodes... Our guests will be asked to challenge an accepted assumption. So, as always, I know I like to think of myself as the main event, but I'm not really. Let's get people on who can actually deliver some value to you and get stuck in and welcome our guest on this episode. It's Janine Coombs. Hello. Thank Hello, you for having Jean. me. Oh, it's it's honestly uh, my pleasure. Uh, welcome to Marketed Not Live and welcome to Marketed Live because this year you are one of our fantastic speakers in Leicester. Hooray! I can't wait. It's going to be so good. I'm so thrilled to have you as part of our lineup. Um, uh, if you don't know Janine, you need to go and look up Janine, Janine Coombs, <laughs> and um, look at all the wonderful content that she creates, particularly on video. Janine, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Who I am? Well, I am a sales and marketing coach for coaches and consultants who mainly work one-to-one. -one. So that's my shortest elevator pitch I can possibly manage. <laughs> Beautifully done. Uh, I was talking to uh, Gus Bandel a few, I think it was like a, a couple of episodes ago or maybe, maybe by the time this is published, it was the last episode. I don't know. Maybe it's in a future episode. I haven't quite worked that one out yet. But um, he's very into networking and he does a very, very good networking opening pitch. I would give you some feedback and say it probably needs to be a little bit longer for some of the networking things that I've been to. But Are you challenging? I've had the challenges already started. So we're challenging <laughs> literally everything, including my pitch. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I know. And that wasn't even meant to sound like, you know, shady or anything, but I appreciate <laughs> that, it, that it may have um, been classed as unwarranted or unsolicited feedback. But there, but there, there we go. I feel like from that uh, sentence or two, we know um, what you do. But um, I wonder if you could maybe like share a little bit about like what is unique to you and um, some of the, the, the things that you do that make you different. Cause I, I think you stand out from quite a lot of people who are working with coaches and consultants, which is a big pool of people. And there's a lot of marketing out there for those, but I don't know, this is just my opinion. You seem very, very different. Is, do you recognize that? I think so. I mean, we try and be different. Don't, we us marketers we we're, we're always seeking differentiation and like a clear positioning and curse of knowledge we probably noodle up with it far too much and more than the average joe would um but yes i hope i stand out um where i sit in the grand scheme of things i'm not a coach like i'm not a, an accredited coach so there are coaches who want to learn from coaches and there are coaches who want to learn from marketers and my background is 
marketing mainly you know I did the whole business degree and I've got a CIN diploma in marketing and then I had 10 plus years in corporate and it was actually uh, my final uh, role in corporate was senior propositions manager so that's all about the offers it's the positioning of offers the pricing the the messaging the targeting you know how to sell those offers how to re- retain people on those offers mainly for service-based business businesses um and then I went in, you know, and started working for myself. And for the past seven years or so, I've been gradually refining my target market to who I can get best results for, who I enjoy working with most, um, and who's going to buy from me. <laughs> Always a good one. Do you know what? I, I am 100% with you. Let's, let's just put it out there. Who's going to buy from us? I often think, you know, that uh, marketers sometimes forget that that's what they're there to help contribute towards the, mm. the sales it's kind of yeah. important to do so you know why not be up front that's what we're trying to get people to do isn't it yeah and enough I think that was a, a transition for me because I was a marketer 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 I am a marketer I'm a trained marketer my my job spec has always had marketing on it and then when I went off to work on my own and help other small business owners it was a blend of sales and marketing and it took me a really long time to get my head around that because they're so entwined I mean they're entwined anyway no matter what size of business but when you're a smaller business or if you're a coach or consultant they are so closely aligned and you know you you work out you work out what your position is and what you're offering and that you know makes the sale easy you can't have the sale if you're not clear on who you're targeting and if your messaging not is not right it's all it's all the same thing so um, that's why I say I'm a sales and marketing coach slash consultant um because it's the both it's both of them it, absolutely spot on i am with you all the way there i i always remember actually when i worked in corporate um the, it started off very much being sort of silos the marketing team would kind of generate the lead and then throw it over the fence to the sales team and go there you go all you've got to do is close it don't talk to us. We can't help you. I've given you a data sheet. There you go. Go and close the deal. But like life is not like that anymore. And and even in big corporates, we see sales and marketing teams collaborate a lot closer together. But you're right. If you're just on your own, if you're a coach or consultant, if it's just you working, then you are all of those things anyway, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's a lot, isn't it? Because we've got all the admin and we've got all the actual client delivery as well. So um a lot to keep stuffed in our brains it is it is and what people need therefore i'm going to help you here (laughs) What (laughs) what they need therefore is they need someone to kind of help them out and make sense of all of that and i'm guessing that's you right hey yeah come and connect with me on linkedin (laughs) right now Stop listening. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've told you that I want you to buy a ticket. So just, you know, stop listening and go and connect with uh, Janine on LinkedIn. Yeah, buy okay. the ticket first and then go and connect with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was like a mutual back scratching there, I think, wasn't it? That was. Yeah, very satisfying. Thank very you. Very satisfying. <laughs> um, okay, right. As I said at the beginning, we are here to um, challenge everything this year that's what i'm interested in i think we've been through a lot of trauma collectively over the last few years i i think the the norms they're all shot to pieces so let's just see what we can challenge here um janine what's it what's a an assumption or something that people take for granted that perhaps you would like to 
challenge. Oh, oh, there's so many, isn't there? And this is, I'm going to fill filibuster here a little bit. Um, <laughs> what I love about your uh, this theme for this year's Marketed Live is that I think the online marketing world is there's so many shoulds and we're, we're just spieling out very confident statements about what you need to do. You should do this. You should do that. And I don't think there's enough challenging. Um, you know, and when I go to a conference, for instance, um, I can see people eating up every word and I'm like, hang on a minute, that, that piece of advice wasn't, wasn't for you. <laughs> if you follow that advice, it's not going to work for you because you're a different profile to the person that, you know, he, that person wanted you to, to listen to that advice, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think, I don't think there's enough challenging. So maybe I'm, maybe the challenge that I want to wage against the world is um, people should be challenging more. And when you hear some marketing, marketing advice, think, stop and think, is this for me? Is this for my type of business? Does this make sense for me? I think we've all had, I'm going off on a major rant now. I think we've all had uh, you know, enough up to the back teeth, sick to the back teeth of um, people saying, hey, I did this, I followed this method and I'm successful. Therefore you'll be successful if you follow this method. It just doesn't make you clapping, I think. I hope that it's that and not, I don't know, something else. Um, um, it, it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. I, I, yeah, I do like that because, I mean, it plays into what Marketing Live is trying to do this year, but I won't, I won't overly try and sort of promote that bit. But I, I do think that it's very easy for people to consume a piece of content in particular, whether that's a video or read an article and go, oh my God, I've got to do that. I've mm. got to do that because somebody who I perceive to have a certain amount of authority is saying that this is what will work and this is what I should should do. Now, I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I I don't do huge amounts of work in the in the coaching space, although I actually have some clients who are coaches. That's not, it's not, my niche is what I'm saying. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of people, my, this is my observation about marketing, there's a lot of marketing people out there that go, this is what you should do. Mm. So I'm going to tell you, this is what you should do and everything else is wrong. Mm. Yeah, it's nonsense, isn't it? And I think, um, you know, for that approach to work, if this person this imaginary influencer has gone through steps A, B, C, D, E, whatever. And you follow it verbatim without questioning it. You would have to have the same business goals, the same audience, the same um, ethos, values, uh, you know, just everything would have to be so very similar for you to get the same results as that person. Mm, mm. Um, and I think, you know, I'm sort of, questioning myself as, as we go along uh, because we're challenging everything including ourselves and I have a step-by-step -step process but the step-by-step -step process I take people through is the marketing process it is the it is you know get clear on who you're targeting do some research uh, base your messaging on that get clear on what you're offering get clear on what your price is and then find a way to sell it and promote it that is as efficient and easy as possible so I feel like that process is, you know, what marketers should be doing is saying, okay, what process fits you? What process will be efficient 
for you, but those kind of um, milestones have to be reached first. Do you agree or do you want to challenge me on that? Well, I do agree, actually, just because I'm going to pick up on the semantics of what you said, because you use the word find, you know, you've got to find you know, something, whatever it is. And I think that's a, a really important word, because if you're empowering people to find something, to come to a conclusion, to think, you are giving them the challenge of, of finding what works for them. You're not saying you must do three emails on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday, and it must say this, and it, you know, here's this email and here's that email. You might be giving somebody a framework or a bit of scaffolding to say, well, look, mm-hmm. these are some, these are some ideas of things that you can do, or this is, this is a good sort of skeleton for what, what you can build up on, but you're not giving them the exact wording of the email, or you're not telling them exactly, you know, when to post or what to post. You you use the word find. And so for me, I think that's, that's challenging them to do something. It's not telling them exactly what to do. Does that make sense? Mm, I love that word, scaffolding for learning. I don't know whether I've heard it from you before or somebody else. Probably you, because you're so wise. Oh, thank you. As I I was saying it, I was thinking, I'm not sure I've ever used this phrase before, but it's a good one. Oh, no, I've heard it from someone. I love it. It's the, yeah, so you can use frameworks as a scaffold for learning. I love that. Um, but I think we've got to be clear, and it's it's such a fine line, isn't it, when we're sharing these things online? Because we've got to be confident. We've got to we've got to be showing ourselves to be to know what we're doing and to be able to um, sh- exhibit our results and and um, show people that we know what we're doing. Um, but it can tip over to lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this is getting juicy. Go on. Or just, you know, there's one of my P's of putting together an offer is is the promise. And it's kind of your hook. What could you say if a perfect client arrived at your doorstep and um, they did all the work and they were in the right place and they were absolutely ready to do the work and you you were a brilliant match? What could you promise that they would get the results for? Um, obviously you can't say I promise because if they don't receive those results, then you'd have to give them a refund or whatever. But what is the promise? But there is an element of, you know, what can you actually achieve for that person? What's realistic? And I think it's a fine, it's a fine line. And sometimes marketers sort of push over. And some of the things I've seen promised for programs that are being sold, I'm like, how can you possibly do that? There's there's a program. I've seen because I was looking at doing some competitor research, which honestly, I, I think I wish I hadn't done. But because um, <laughs> you end up comparing yourself, don't you? But anyway, I was doing a bit of competitor, competitive nosing, nosing around. And somebody was selling a, uh, a full, practically a full service offering. It was like a group program with some done for you elements. And they cover the offer, which is one of my heartlands. I love putting together the offer, you know, the messaging, the packaging, the pricing, you know, I love that. And this person was going to do it in like a week. Mm-hmm. I just thought, <laughs> goodness gracious, how can you do it for a week when you're in a massive group program and you haven't had a single conversation with that person? And, you know, you don't know whether these people have even worked with people that they have got experience of having good results yet. Or I, th- I think just, you know, the whole offer thing, there's so much trial and error. So many times I've put an offer out and then I've, I've started working for people. I'm like, do you know what? Now I realize 
that's not the profile of person, you know, that's not an ideal profile of person after all. Um, so I'm going to shift it a bit. I'm going to shift it a bit more. And then I'm, sh- you know, marketing is all about testing and trialing and that kind of thing. So how can you nail it in a week? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, maybe they're superhuman. I mean, apparently they do exist. Do you, do you think that those people who are, I don't know, let's call them charlatans. Um, <laughs> Those those kind of those kind of people that make those promises that just seem completely unrealistic. Do you think they know that it's unrealistic and hope that by making a promise like that that they can't keep, but they get sufficient numbers that it will it will uh, sort of uh, what's the word for it will kind of like um, cover the ch- the inevitable churn that comes along with. I joined your program. It didn't work for me. I'm out. And and, and that kind of thing. Oh, I think the vast majority of people are honest and they believe what they're saying. Um, and some of them, the more ethical ones of them, of those types of people, you know, who by definition can't be charlatans because I'm saying they're ethical, um, probably do some kind of screening maybe. Uh, to make sure that the right people are getting on. Um, But I do think there's a danger that people are getting through and they're getting on and they're getting the impression that it's their fault as the participant. It's their fault for not trying hard enough, for not working hard enough, for not being clever enough, not getting it. Something, you know, I think I've seen that clients have come to me having experienced other programs and coaches and what have you and they've got this feeling like you know I'm obviously I'm not getting it I, I didn't get it and I'm like it's because you they hadn't taken you through these these uh, you know really important steps yeah do you um, know I, I've had a similar conversation actually with with somebody else about this kind of thing where the blame is put on the person si- signing up for, mm. for not achieving because either the, it wasn't followed through to the letter or, or, or something, something like that. Um, I feel like you're being a lot more positive. I'm, a very, I'm clearly a very like, negative person, thinking <laughs> that everyone's a charlatan. <laughs> everyone's trying to swindle you. I don't really think that. But it's interesting about how um, these, these, you know, I, I guess it, it would be interesting to find out in some way, I'm sure we can't without joining every single program, which of those kind of programs uh empower somebody to think for themselves Mm. or are this is the way that you've got to do it and if you don't get success from doing it then it's not me it's definitely you because it it feels like um certainly what you advocate is the just by using words like like find you are more of the empowering your of the empowering viewpoint perhaps I hope so. I mean, this is, I'm generally of the opinion, I try and target people. Uh, my adult clients have been around the block a bit. Um, I used to want to save people, save them from making bad investments. And now I'm like, do you know what I like it? If they've been around the block and they know what they like and they don't know what they don't like. Yeah. And they tried out a few bits with clients. Um, so usually for my clients, the answer is in there somewhere. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a wild pivot that they need to do it's just having a bit of objectivity on what the work they've already done and the gems are already there inside so I feel like I've made my job as easy as I possibly could 
Whereas people who are going a bit broad brush and maybe helping people who are earlier on in their journey, it's I do think it's a harder job. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's it's good to it's helpful to work with people who know who know what they they want, I guess. Um okay, so our I think I think that's a good that's a good challenge. I don't think people should yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think people should always do the thing. Um Okay, now, as we mentioned earlier, you are one of the brilliant speakers on our speaker lineup this year. Um, can you give us a little teaser of what you might be talking about without giving too much away because we want people to come to the event, obviously? Okay, I am going to be talking about, I can't remember the exact title, but it's something along the lines of, it's paraphrase of, um, why you shouldn't ask your customers what they want. Hmm. Because mm. mm. that's what we're led to believe, isn't it? Yeah, and um, there's, there's. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, yeah, well, I think there's, there's different, there's various ways to come at that. You know, when you, when you're trying to figure out what to offer people or how to work with people, um, and things like pricing and all this sort of thing. And um, sometimes asking people what they want is helpful, and sometimes it's not, and sometimes it's how we're asking. Mm, and even who we're asking and who mm. and who and so these are things that you will draw out of the uh of the session and just to kind of explain to people who haven't been to marketed live and are going well what is this actually all about and you know they keep going on about how it's different and how it's different i just want to touch on you know your your challenge here anyway because um at marketed live we have the speakers like Janine running their session and giving you things to think about. And then we are instigating what we call the huddle. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to physically touch people if you don't want to. <laughs> um, but the huddle is your table that you're on. After Janine's session, you will have an opportunity to discuss the ideas that Janine has put forward, the challenge that she's made about listening to, to customers um, and be able to discuss that and share your own experience with your friends and colleagues, your fellow attendees in the huddle for a good 15 minutes afterwards so that you can compare what Janine's saying with what people on your table are saying and your own experience and draw your own conclusions and find your own actions uh, afterwards. Um, and, that, and that, to me, that sort of talks to what you've said in this episode today about maybe thinking a bit more for yourself rather than being taught what to do mm, yes I think can I go out on a limb here and say do that my, my, I will I will <laughs> people are going to be quoting me and I'm going to kick myself um is it fair to say that marketed life is the least dogmatic of all the mm. marketing uh conferences out there can we say I, that yeah absolutely that is that is going on a post, a poster. Um, I nearly said tweet then. As we're recording this, we can't say that anymore. Um, so that, that's going at the least dogmatic marketing conference in the world. Yeah, let's say it. In the universe. In, the un <laughs> in, in Britain, in Europe, the world, the solar system, the universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Yes. I like it. Well, that, do you know, thank you for saying that. Because I think that's kind of how we see it as being more about the, the thinking. We've always referred to it as like, you know, making you think 
I want mm. you to think. I don't think we went as cheesy as the thinking conference, but it's good. I like the least dogmatic. That's That's got legs, that, Janine. Thank you. I was going to make a pun about dogs and legs, but I won't. I mean, we, we can we can go there. I can always take it out. I'll come up with some good ones and you can edit them in later, maybe. OK, OK. Uh, brilliant. Well, look, I'm really looking forward to your session um, at Marketed Live in Leicester. Um, I can't wait for you to, to join us and share your knowledge with the rest of the crowd. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. I will see you on the, uh, I guess, 6th, 7th. The event's on the 7th. If you want to come on the 6th, folks, we'll do something in the evening on the 6th. So we'll, yes. see, we'll see you there. All right. Thank you, you Janine. Thank you. That's your lot for this episode. I want you to think about what people are saying on this season of the podcast because we've got some wonderfully intelligent people in our Marketed Live world and I would like that to include you as well. And that's because I want you to come to Leicester for Marketed Live Thursday the 7th of September 2023. I have said this on every episode. I'm going to say it again. I genuinely think this is the best lineup that we've ever had in terms of the caliber of speakers and the way that things are all gelling together. Now, remember, we are keeping ticket prices as low as possible to help people out. You know, people are making difficult decisions right now. So um, that's what we're trying to do. And just so you know, thanks to people's kind generosity, we have a pay it forward fund. So if you are listening to this and you'd like to come, but you're struggling to get here because of the cost, uh, there are ways in which we can make it happen. So please just reach out confidentially to hey at marketed.live or via our Instagram DMs. And uh, we'll have a chat with you about how we can make that happen. If you want any other information about Marketed Live, please go to the website marketed.live. There you'll find information about speaker lineup, travel and accommodation options. We've got some nice discounts on hotels as uh, well, but you will need to act quickly on those because hotels being hotels, they want to free up those allocations as soon as possible. Okay, um, thank you for listening today. Thanks again to Janine. Uh, we will see you on the next episode.